So, change the venue again. The third time. Third time, yeah. This is weekly download episode number 12, starring Tarun Gangwani, myself. I'm Chris Robbins. And this week's sponsored person is... Nope, we don't have Ah, uh, crickets again, but maybe next week. Come on. I think maybe I think you want to do it. I know a couple of people have said some interest, and we'd really love to have you on the show. If you're interested, just head over to our website right now, like while you're listening. And remember, we can give you analytics of where people are listening from, and just like any other sponsorship, we're legit, we promise. We are super legit. Yeah. In fact, I've added a press kit because somebody said, hey, do you have a press kit? And now we do. Yeah, I got asked where like where people are listening from, and uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, just shoot us over an email, and we'd be glad to, to share some of that information. No privacy issues, just where people are listening from. So this week's top download is the Amazon Kindle tablet has finally come to the surface and it is true and it is legit so says mg siegler right and uh, i saw something earlier saying that this uh this could be the first legitimate tablet to beat out the ipad but how many times have we heard that Uh, we've heard it several times i mean it's it's always come back to okay do they have an ecosystem okay check they have an ecosystem okay do they have developers check they have some developers all right where's the magic factor and that, to me, has always been missing from every single tablet fact, like creator, be that HP, be that Samsung. They always have a pretty good, you know, low-lying stuff, but like the upper-level tier, like the aspects of, is this going to sell? Is there a go-to-market strategy for this tablet? It always has failed. There's always a little bit of tarnish, so to speak. It's just not quite polished the way that Apple's done But this the way that time, you've got Amazon, which has a storefront. Right away, you know that everyone knows Amazon. They right. have a And they've got a huge customer base. Direct sales channel, lots of credit cards on file. This thing should sell like hotcakes, but let's, get, let's run through the specs here. So apparently... According to MG Siegler, it has a form factor similar to the BlackBerry Playbook, which, if you've seen it, looks like an iPad. Right. I mean, <laughs> but what doesn't look like an iPad it's these days? It's a seven inch capacitive touchscreen in full color, so that means there's no e ink displays anymore. I'm sure so a going lot of away people, from everything Amazon's sort of been about. I don't know if uh, a lot of people are going to be happy about that. I mean, I'm sure they'll still run the Kindle, though. I mean, we well, haven't heard a lot a about Kindle that. They'll run Kindle app, but they won't have e ink, which is the one big thing they always used to tout in those commercials. You right, know? right. But I, I still don't see them getting away from the Kindle itself, like the original Kindle. Like, I think that there'll be a black and white. But we'll get back to that. So, no camera absolutely no camera whatsoever so that's a complete deviation so we know that this is really just for reading it's not really meant or for consumption it's not meant for producing much of anything right um it runs a flavor of android which i think is kind of a big move in my opinion just because i had always thought that amazon would try and develop something in-house make it a little bit custom to their ecosystem and what they're doing but uh it's running some version of honeycomb i guess and maybe in the future ice cream sandwich uh, no physical buttons, so there's no like. That's weird. I mean, it's getting rid of button. yeah, getting rid of that home button. So a lot of people have said that the iPad would do that too, but you know, a lot of other arguments have said that if you got rid of the home button, then there's no going home. Really, it's well, kind I of mean, totally relying on gestures, which those we're gestures just not getting used yeah. to. Anyone who's used any of the beta gestures, we're not going to get too far into them because of uh, developer reasons and as. Um, NDAs and things of that nature, but those those gestures really are pretty handy. So we'll see what happens. But there's a certain learning curve with that, and if you're gonna get rid of physical buttons, like 
that kind of to me says that you couldn't come up with a solution with physical <laughs> buttons so you went with something that looks elegant but actually may not be as usable but time will tell i guess because keep in mind the the clientele for the kindle has been huge i mean it's old people to younger kids right i mean they have a huge people. market here i mean and that's why the ipad you know it's selling hot i mean because of its design so these sort of sacrifices that you make you know have to be considered um it only has wi-fi it's uh amazon's working with other carriers to make it 3g i guess but uh, only wi-fi six gigabytes of internal storage so keep six in mind gigabytes? Yeah, that's so, such a weird so yeah i know it's a weird number <laughs> but um considering that it's just going to hold books or maybe music if it's holding music and it's probably going to be touted with a cloud drive i assume probably probably i still don't so, understand the six when i even when i read that when you posted that i was like uh, how, uh, because i mean well, things are done six in, or so so mg didn't really specify it must just be like the capacity once all this stuff's on there so and the big uh kicker is it's 250 dollars. so 250 dollars, which is half the price of the ipad which competes directly with the nook color Oh, is in that terms right? of, yeah, the no color is exactly two forty nine ninety nine. So okay, so so then maybe that's the more of the apples to apples comparison we should be making. So, but people aren't making that comparison. Very well, much. I mean, you should because really it's just an e reader, right? Exactly. It's not really meant to be an iPad killer at all. It's a, and and I think that when you know I, I linked to John's post, it says you know I see this more as a way of Amazon to continue and expand the Kindle's existing success. Not something that's going to slow the iPad down. And that's completely true because this is really just meant to consume Amazon content. Right. Nothing nothing else, really, which is exactly what the Nook Color was kind of doing. Now, there may be a... And now, this is the key. I think a lot of people are missing the fact that this is really just a Kindle tablet. It's not the monolith Amazon tablet that people would like to see, perhaps. That so may happen any reader next year. A, any reader that they've taken away the e-ink, which will right. make a lot of people angry. Well, I, I personally, I don't see the point of it because, um, I mean, I get it if I were to use Amazon stuff a lot, but I don't really. I just buy a couple things here and there. I think the whole e-reader thing, I still haven't caught up with that. I think I just kind of read uh, physical books. So I You know, I hate to admit this, but I really wanted to actually say this at one point to you. I went back and read some physical books, and you kind of sold me. I told you. I, I, I read a few again, and I was like, you know what? This is a much better experience than that, e- than that screen on There's the iPad. There's something about it. There's something about flipping pages or whatever. Actually, hey, why don't we jump to this topic while we're, while we're talking about it? Oh, where was it? Oh, yeah. So NPR had a report about hybrid books. So right. in order to uh, sell more books publishers and authors are bundling like dvd extras with their books to get so there's more content basically so the idea is something that's called illuminations which supposedly you put it in and there's like extra content deleted chapters (laughs) maybe or artwork i think that's a little far-fetched i mean it definitely there definitely needs to be some sort of call to action from the authors and publishers on what to do with this e-reader evolution but um it ultimately, you know, I still think physical books have a clientele. They still have a market. I know I, for one, if I'm going to buy a book, if it's gonna if it's gonna be anything, it's gonna be a PDF because then I can mark it up and annotate it and yeah, and like take a, it wherever you want and not have to worry. Now about maybe that. if they fix that, if the Kindle tablet makes that really sleek and then it allows me to sync it back to my computer, that would be totally yeah. to me worthwhile because then I read a lot and I know I know highlight a lot and i take notes on really do a lot of annotations yeah and preview is one of the best apps i've seen in a while that's 
let me take care of that. Now, someone could show me a better one, but it gets the job done. And that's my point. Like, you come out with a tablet that gets the job done, then maybe I'll be interested. But there's so much frills. There's so much stuff I don't need. So maybe this will be the first time where if you charge $250, at least I'll be getting what I paid for it. As right. opposed to an iPad, I have so much more, I feel bad almost for not using some of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, when I got my iPad, I was using it most days on the e-reader, and I was like, wow, this was a $629 uh, e-reader. This was crazy. So but, so do you think, though, that this does impact the iPad in any oh, way? Oh, I, I still don't think so. I think that it'll be an interesting rivalry between this and the Nook Color, like I said at the beginning. And right. I, it, it surprises me that other technology groups and... And blogs other than ourselves have not really mentioned a whole lot of that. Yeah, I, that's mostly because it's not my cup of tea of interest in the first place. Yeah, I just meant like I can't believe that others are not reading about it. I mean, we're we're talking about it, but we're the first people that I have heard a lot of people talk. You know, a lot of talk about it. Right. And yeah, so I do think there's a possibility for a larger one, and then maybe we can reconsider. You know, Amazon's. iPad rivalry. Yeah. yeah but, okay. Well, that was interesting stuff. Okay, what what a scoop by that guy. Seriously, I wish we could get something like that it's pretty cool anyway i'm impressed so there is a story a few like by the way we're like a week behind i think because uh you know we couldn't record on thursday sorry our lovely fans we uh had some issues with the scheduling and then that pushed us back all the way till today so i wanted to talk about a post that was looks like i have it for august the 28th so that's about a week ago i guess anyway somebody made the argument and let's see this was by cnet's brooke crothers he said on friday august 19th the apple ipad finally met its marketing match that's when hillwood packard's touchpad went on for sale for as little as 99 it triggered the kind of buying frenzy that should have been reserved exclusively for products from apple <laughs> so don't laugh no, guy, I mean this it's... guy. This guy legitimately thinks that here's the argument: had HP sold the touchpad at ninety nine dollars from out of the gate, the iPad would have lost way more market share than, than not losing yeah. at all. Well, it hasn't lost any. So, and the, his uh, his sort of straw man argument to this is that the touchpad has been sold out. For yeah, and I mean the they fire sale. They made another production run of it, and uh, Best Buy is actually wanting them now. <laughs> So As opposed to had, screaming, well, take these, someone, please. Yeah, right. They said at one point that we don't want them. And now it's like, a, please, sell them in our stores. Yeah. I wonder what kind of cut they're getting, by the way, to beg for these back. Or it's just maybe to bring people in. I yeah. wonder, like, yeah, because if they're selling them $99 and HP's, I mean, their cost to build them had to be at least $250 or $220, I would think. So, like, do you think that a, a good way to look at this for HP, if they continue to sell it at $99, or <laughs> let's just pretend that they decided to sell them at $99, do you think that taking like $150 to $200 loss per device, well, $150 per device, we'll say, is a good idea if you're getting a, if you've got a strong base and you can get your money back on development well, from developers? I think I think we looked at the numbers earlier. It's a much bigger loss than just $200. Right. I mean, you've got all kinds of stuff well and then there's time i mean the, it, there's so much intangibles there's not just the tangibles that you lose like the amount of production the amount of marketing dollars the amount of r&d dollars. dollars and then the amount of production dollars like yeah that's all very important and that's what the balance sheet shows but really this is a company that should have made moves in the mobile market space 10 years ago when the divide occurred between apple hp 
Microsoft and all the other companies. When people were deciding what's the next big move, it was Apple who ultimately made the right decision and HP and Microsoft and everybody else kind of just Hung riding the wave, yeah. hanging it. And they, you know, that HP had done a great job with the desktop business, but then having to just half-heartedly sort of jump into the tablet business is definitely not the appropriate strategy. And they could see that right now. So And so then when you try and grab developers to say, hey, you should come develop on our platform, would you as a developer look at HP and go, hey, there's a market for right. this? Right, I definitely see what you're saying. I mean, you've got some group that is sort of haphazardly going about it. And like you said, I mean, they, they bought the touchpad, essentially, and the technology. Like, it was yeah, something that Palmer put their blood, blood, sweat, and tears in, and they said, hey, we'll buy this and sort of throw it on the market. Exactly. And if you do something like that, developers notice. Developers know that they're not taken care of like they are on the, you know, Android or, or iOS, Apple yeah. iOS systems. So it doesn't seem to me that developers would be like, oh, people are buying these. Let's make apps for them. Because people are buying them because they're cheap. People right. are buying them because they're a cheap way of getting into the tablet mix. They... Think about it this way. If you buy a $99 tablet, are you going to buy a $29 GarageBand right, app that's, on it Right, that's too? almost a third of what you paid for your whole device. There, there are many, many psychological reasons as to why someone would buy something that cheap and then go, okay, well, if that's going to happen, then maybe the iPad would drop price or maybe the maybe the Windows tablet would drop price or maybe developers will drop the prices on their apps. But the fact of the matter is, People don't understand that these are two different entities. Right. Like for all the layperson knows, the the games developed by EA for the iPad may very well be partnered with Apple. Even though we both know, as somebody who knows the business, that it's really just HP doing their own thing. Yeah. And they look like high quality developed apps because Apple thought through the API and thought through the design of the API. Do you think HP did that? Probably not, because they're mostly HTML and CSS. Right. Sort of yeah. apps, so or jQuery or whatever. So it doesn't seem to pull developers to me. I mean, time will tell, I guess, if these, you know, touchpad, they start building an ecosystem out of it and they start, they start there's a strategy for developers to do that. But no, the sexier development, you know, environments have always been iOS and Android. Android and, yeah. I'm sure Microsoft will, will get there at some point. So sorry, HP, that's not going to cut it for you. And speaking of HP, what should HP do with WebOS anyway? So, so we talked a little bit about, both of us I think blogged at one point or another about this this week, that different people have said they were going to buy the WebOS or things like that. And we're getting, now I'm, I saw yesterday or two days ago where Samsung's denying that they were even looking at WebOS. And so I, I, I think that it would be wise for them to just try to sell it off at this point. Yeah, but even if HP wanted to sell it off, I mean, keep in mind that HP now has decided, again, that, you know, this is old hat now. They've decided to jump ship on the hardware business and focus on software. Now, WebOS is kind of like one of those things that you would de develop if you had a hardware business. So it right. seems to me that they would sell it, but they can't make a move on it without making a board decision on that, which won't happen for a few months. So it's I mean, going to sit stagnant it's, for... It, well, not just that, the intellectual property of that, but the people involved. That's what I meant, yeah. You're... So, you know, you're going to see a lot of people leaving and stuff, and then maybe all of a sudden WebOS isn't even worth buying, which is so lame because so, WebOS yeah. is like a great operating system that just needs, you know, a little tweaking and the right marketing strategy to do something with. I mean, everybody knows that there are shortcomings on the iPad, and now that... Um, 
you've got WebOS, which could have been the next thing that's kind of just sitting there. Now what? There's no competition. It's just like drying the market completely. Well, HP wants to get out of the, the hardware business, but I mean, Google is not necessarily in the hardware business when it comes to yeah, Android. But Google already has, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I mean, because I, I'd seen a few weeks ago where they were, talk, they were talking to, I think it was Motorola who we probably debunked that. Uh, argument mm-hmm. now since Motorola is bought by Google but mm-hmm. that they were trying to partner with Motorola to build another handset or another device of some kind for WebOS but I don't see that happening anymore. It was really just for the patents. Right. Which is sad. Sad world we live in. Why do I, ideas have to die in this or in this world? It's really sad that so much of it is, I don't know, a CEO change and then boom, like I feel like the whole HP business is making a lot of people very upset and a lot of people very angry, period. So, hey, did you ever use AOL? Uh, Way back in the day, yeah. I can remember uh, hearing the scary gargling noises that were coming from my computer. (laughs) (laughs) I love those noises. And there was nothing quite like that, that friendly voice that you've got mayhem. Oh, the Wi-Fi is pretty bad in this room. Ah, maybe we should put in a complaint. Yeah. Get this nice new room. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a story by someone in Silicon Alley Insider, which I can't even click on and read. It's kind of disappointing. But but anyway, basically, he thinks don't count AOL out. Um, he, he believes that the, you know, the media business and the ads, supposedly there's an ads business coming through, too, from AOL. And that these are two businesses that should provide a sustainable profit model in the future. Uh, yeah. No. I don't buy it. Like, I mean, AOL still has a decent stronghold on things. I mean, they own several news companies, I know, or like blogs and things like that. So, I mean, there's still maybe some profitability there, but ultimately, not a whole lot, I don't think. There it is. I always thought of like a group of people tearing down a wall, like in like agony, wanting to get to the land of the internet. I I was always just terrified. I couldn't even think. I was like, what is going on in there? So that's what I know AOL for. That's what I know. I know AOL for very lousy internet. You know, there are still people in the world, a relative of mine who I shake my head at all the time, and I hope that they don't listen to this podcast because I'll immediately know who they are. I mean, I hope that they do listen to get my numbers up, but otherwise. So she still uses AOL, but has high-speed internet as well. Like, that just feels like the biggest waste of money to me. It's kind of a paradox. Really. Yeah. I don't really consider AOL to be a high-speed. Well, no, she, she pays, like, for cable internet and, oh. then, and then pays AOL $25 a month well, to sign on. because I know that AOL does do actually they do they are still an isp right yeah so, but i mean she has like two isps i just don't understand the purpose of that you know had people thought about it aol was the first social network that i mean they had those chat rooms they had like they had the first you know forum listing they they had the first like statuses and like you know profiles and stuff that was all there i think they just totally blew it basically boat, yeah basically <laughs> They're so, riding on the uh, on the gurgles. I don't know. If I if I were a financial analyst, I would say no. I don't see how AOL. I mean, AOL's stock has. What, look at. I mean, where's their stock? Uh, it's 
the last time I looked, it was pretty darn low, at least compared to the rest of the tech world. Yeah. Maybe when the internet decides to cooperate, we can come back to that. Okay, so next. Oh, you posted this. The blocking of the AT&T and T-Mobile. Merger. Right, and just minutes ago, actually, we uh, Sprint decided to sue AT&T to block the, the merger as well. Well... Look, I'm a little naive, and personally, if two companies want to get along and share their core competencies and build a big network, what's the big deal? You know, like, yeah, okay, so maybe it causes a little bit of a monopoly, but on the other hand, you have great service everywhere. I mean, the user ends up halfway winning and halfway losing. I don't even necessarily know if the user loses. I mean, well, they I may post because yeah. then the prices get jacked up because people know that T-Mobile and Sprint are going to be I mean, not T-Mobile and AT&T would have the biggest worldwide network and I would be forced to pay something like, you know, 70 to 80 dollars a month, but I would have service everywhere and I would have probably the fastest download speeds everywhere. So it's kind of like a trade-off kind of thing. Right. If but, this I mean, were to you, really you've happen. still got the other two carriers. Yeah, but at that point, you know, what happens next? What's the next natural evolution? Sprint gets eaten up by somebody, and then somebody else gets eaten up by someone. And, and then you're down to, like, one, one or two. And, carrier. Well, I mean, this carrier. this sort of happened with AT&T way back when, when they, like, gobbled up Bell South or whatever that was in the, in the 90s, and then everything sort of split again. So we'll see what happens. $15. <laughs> AOL is for $15, guys. So if you buy this guy, if you buy the... Uh, Analysts from Silicon Alley, then... Uh, Actually, it looks like there's a bit of a run-up lately. Well, in the day... Oh, okay. I was I was, couldn't see that. I was like, wow, but it's like 50 cents. Oh, let's look. So, in one month, they have not changed. Not yet. They're pretty... Steady. In three months. They had a nice drop-off. <laughs> in six months, also a nice drop-off. In a whole year... Yeah, just no. a steady decline and so, do a drop-off. Uh, sorry. If you want someone for the long term, don't bet on AOL. Bet on someone else. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much anyone. So, yeah, in conclusion, going back to where we were, uh, AT&T and T-Mobile, you know, if they were to merge, I don't know. I, I, well, whatever. I wouldn't be that peeved. Really. I just... I, I find it interesting that so many people are so concerned about this. Like, I... Maybe I'm not as worried about the monopoly, but I continue to post these things because I find it so fascinating that we're so hung up on this. Like, there are still tons of other carriers out there, mm-hmm. and T-Mobile's not that big anyway. I mean, I mean, they're are the you f- kidding me? They're, they're the fourth like, largest, but they're not like. But in the world, yeah, in yeah, the world, but, they're way bigger in Germany, Europe. Uh, but I thought that AT&T was only buying T-Mobile USA. Well, well, but then what's next, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know. You got to think of the future you can't just think of okay here's what's going to happen now because if that happened yeah sure it doesn't really mean anything like it just means there's a big carrier now and people are a little ticked off about that but imagine the future implications that's far worse i mean for some people again i don't really care but but we had to talk about it because we report the news so the last two topics are more interesting and intriguing to me the first one being that Final Cut Pro 7... Oh, yeah, this I found very fascinating. <laughs> ...has been put back in the App Store. Or, no, not in the App Store, actually. No, 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 uh, only available via telesales. And and not even on the website? Not on the website. Okay, so if you want, you can call Apple, which is 1-800-CALL... 
Apple. APL. And you can buy your stubborn little self who doesn't like change can go buy Final Cut Pro 7. I know a guy who we should have brought in. He would have probably disagreed with you on Final Cut Pro 7 not being worth it. Or Final Cut Pro 10. It's for $999. (laughs) To buy something that is outdated and will no longer be supported and no longer updated, I'm sure. Well, it may not be updated, but it'll probably still be supported. Yeah, but I mean... I think Apple supports Windows 7. They don't sell it. Right. But they know that people boot camp, so they have to support it. I mean, at some point, though, I think that... I mean, they stopped supporting La Leopard, I think, with the release of of Lion, so... So, is was this, like, kind of one of those things that they kind of messed up and they're kind of apologizing? Or are they just satisfying 5% of people for now? 5%, 10%, who knows how big that number is. Hmm... I think it's a little unlike them to go back on their word and say, well, we messed up. Well, they do do that. I mean, they I mean, have occasionally, historically yeah. done that, and they've taken some time to agree or right. disagree with the public, but they have done it eventually. So, I mean, I I sort of agreed with, I thought your title was very was very fitting on the, the settling. Like, I it think just feels like they're, yeah, they're just settling and saying, okay, fine. Right. When you want to upgrade, upgrade, but... I mean, is and Apple we, really losing any money? They probably have a bunch I, of back stock of Final Cut Pro. 7. I mean, yeah, they're probably making money on uh, off of continuing to sell it. I mean, nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> that's kind of steep for that's my like case. A, that's like a MacBook. It, I could it's buy like the eleven-inch MacBook, MacBook Air. Yeah. Well, you can't buy a MacBook anymore. Why not? They don't sell the MacBook anymore. Oh, whatever. <laughs> they don't. Air. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. So. All right. So you said we had that that. Big, important, last interesting topic for you. Well, uh, okay, maybe there's two. <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's a couple. How okay. Much time we got? Okay, yeah. we got some time. We got a little bit of time left. So, the first one was, okay, so we were all really excited that iTunes Match did allow streaming, and that was obviously... Oh, yeah, I... I so, I, you posted I, this, and you were in... Uh, I mean, you are a iPhone developer, so you've been playing around with it, and you said it was really cool. Okay, great. That's awesome. So he freed up 14 gigabytes from his phone, and I can listen to all his music. And I kept saying that streaming was a stupid idea, and no one's going to actually buy that. Well, guess what? It was a sort of like a sad puppy dog tuck my tail between my legs and say, I hope Tarun doesn't remember this. December 1st, 2011, <laughs> no streaming for you. So according to... So Insanely Great Mac has posted a few walkthrough videos because quite honestly, it does need a walkthrough. I find yeah. that this is awfully very confusing and that it shouldn't be this confusing. But the idea is now when you download a song from the cloud, yeah, but you got to store it on your device. Right. No streaming. It's, so sorry I'm, about you. For now, you can still stream on your Mac, but okay. I'm sure that's going away Let as well. Let me read what I said here. Personally, I, <laughs> I haven't remember. been a moment of streaming at all since downloading speeds and technology haven't quite up with this go-to solution. Perhaps future cellular technologies like 4G and LTE on the iPhone, streaming can be a primary listening method. But for now, yeah, I was right. You know, here's the only disappointing part. I got so excited, I went ahead and signed up for iTunes Match, let my device wipe everything, and iTunes Match just continuously restarts my phone now and has all kinds of issues. It's the first beta, so it's I'm not beta. I'm not blaming Apple. I just I'm disappointed that I got so excited because I'm like, yeah, streaming, and then, well, lo and behold. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I like having my physical copy. Uh, you've mentioned this it's numerous times. It's my own stuff. Well, it. they still make CD players, I think. Probably Whatever. portable. I mean, 
digital physical. Yeah. Last topic. GameStop has woken up and said, we're going to sell iOS devices. It's probably about time. Booyah, gaming revolution. Guess yeah. who's dying? I have a feeling Nintendo probably someone somewhere was like, oh, that's going to hurt. I bet whatever the Nintendo CEO's name, some Japanese name. I, I can't, can't, can't pronounce it. Uh, anyway, I bet he's kicking himself in the pants going, man, maybe we should look at that. Uh, Pokemon should be developed for uh, maybe. iOS. Yeah. So terrific news. I think GameStop will definitely develop. They also said they're going to take used iOS devices, even iPhones. Apparently, wow, really? Which is crazy to me. I don't know what they're going to do with the iPhones probably. <laughs> sell them off to their employees so they can make money on ebay or something i guess but i mean i think i think it says something a lot really about what we've been talking about since all through all of these podcasts that mobile gaming is sort of the way things are going and it's definitely the good bet i mean it's only a matter of i mean walmart kind of was the start of this i think that they kind of said well we're going to sell the ipad right alongside right best buy and apple and well right alongside the wii oh i see what you're saying right there so people know that this is that this is yeah it's a gaming device and people can use it for that so i i think that's great good news yeah Oh, man. Anything else you want to talk about? I, I think we're good. I'm still feeling like a sad little puppy dog because of the streaming. Sorry about you. That's all right. So this is weekly download episode number one, two, number 12. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'm Turin Gangwani. And I'm Chris Robbins. Toodaloo.